that's our good guy show for today. But don't go away, as we've got an important good guy message just for you. Hi, good guys. Boy, do I got news for you. You can have your very own Grindhouse Syndicate doll. That's right. You can have all the adventures we have in audio in your very own home. Grindhouse dolls say three different sentences. We even turn our heads and blink our eyes when you talk to us. Right, Chris? Hi, I'm Chris. I'm your friend to the end. Adio. Ha ha ha. Every Grindhouse doll has a name of its own, so he can be your very own best friend. So remember, tell Mom and Dad you want a Grindhouse doll. Perfect for a birthday or just any old time. And remember, you can buy all of our Grindhouse accessories too. Right, Chris? That's right. Ha ha ha. Brought to you by the greedy bastards that turn children into consumers. Makers of the fentanyl, Barbie, and other fine toys. That I is love a that. <laughs> fine fucking commercial. I love that. <laughs> I've listened to it like 17 times. That's good. Good shit. Um, yeah. I would get a grindhouse doll. I was trying to think. I was like, so I could take that audio. <laughs> I could upload it to like TikTok. And I was like, man, if I could, if I could make us some dolls, like if, if I knew how to make some dolls of just like me and you and just like make a commercial and post it to the TikTok. <laughs> what if we just like, <laughs> what if we use one of the dolls I made or something? <laughs> just a random doll. I know we can't make dolls of us. That'd be really difficult. Um, no, I mean, they gotta be dolls of us. Yeah, uh, I can get Brooke to crochet some shitty dolls of us. <laughs> I don't know. I end up looking the exact same with a beard <laughs> and short hair. <laughs> oh, I'm, I was bored like two weeks ago and I came across one of those, uh, what are they, what are the, the little, they pop, pop something the- that. Funko, Funko. Pops. Okay, so yeah, they sent me this advertisement thing where I could make one of myself. So I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. So I went in and I, I was like, <laughs> oh man, you must have been really bored. <laughs> and I made it. It took me like ten minutes. And you know, of course, they only have like here's ten selections of beards. Here's ten selections of hair. Wait, you put tattoos on it? No. Oh, and um, so I made it, and I was like, and I and the outfit I put on it is like a black hoodie a blue pair of jeans and a pair of black shoes, which is, you know, my, you know, outfit most of the time. And I was like, uh, cool. I guess I could get this, but it doesn't really like, it's not so obvious that it's me. Uh, And then I was like, I could probably just make another one and it'd be like you. Like I could just order two. If you literally put (laughs) black pants on it instead of blue jeans, just a pair of black pants, it would have been the exact same. That's all that change. (laughs) We just have to go in and like draw our tattoos on. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So get your Grindhouse Syndicate dolls today. Uh, You can have your choice of Chris or Jordan. Um, Fuck it. Get, Get them both. Get all the accessories. We have what's the except we have we have uh, little tiny microphones yeah that go with them. Um, I have a tiny little MacBook uh, that comes with mine. You have a really heavy chair that comes with yours. Yeah, uh, very very heavy. It was very expensive. Very <laughs> I paid 
I paid a lot for this heavy ass chair, a dollar fifty. I don't think we've ever brought it up, but the first, uh, maybe the first episode or first couple episodes, you know, when we were setting it up, we kind of forgot about what he was going to sit down on. And the only thing I had available, wasn't it that little metal stool? That was the first episode. Was, yeah, it was first episode, and after that, I was like, okay, I'm not sitting here for two and a half hours again, <laughs> hunched over. So, Well, we, we also didn't really know about time. Like, we never really thought that we... we never They never taught us time in school. Uh, <laughs> we had no sense of... Time is not real. It uh, is a delusion. It's like a casino <laughs> in here. There's no clocks or windows. We, you know, we don't know. But... Uh, essentially we never thought that we would ever talk about a movie really longer than like an hour, hour and a half. And that first episode, we talked about the movie for two hours, two and a half hours. It's an hour and a half movie. You could have just watched the movie. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, We were at the point where we could have just read the script of the movie and acted it out. And it would have taken half the time and then still had an hour to talk about it. But yeah, (laughs) So he sat on a metal stool for almost three hours. Yep. And then I made my fucking way to Goodwill and got me a nice. Got a computer chair. Got 19. I don't know. It's probably early 2000. It's a nice chair. It's not that. I don't think it's that old. It's It's just super Before they made them lighter. It's like this chair, if the world ended and like a nuke blew up and everything was just demolished, just fucking chair would survive. Like this would be the only thing left of this house would be this chair. It looks similar to my chair. My chair is actually a little bit bigger, but my chair probably weighs a quarter of the weight. Like we don't know where the weight in his chair is. It's like it's like underneath the cushion. It's just a concrete base. Yeah, I mean it's made out of all stuff that like a normal computer chair made is out of made iron. out of. Like, <laughs> you know, everything's everything's normal material, but there's like a the base of it under the seat is like they poured concrete in it. It's, you could you could bludgeon somebody to death if you're strong enough to pick the chair up. Jimmy Hoff is buried in your chair. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, thanks for joining us today. Today we go back to the year of my birth, uh, and we talk about probably the best thing to come out of 1988, uh, Child's Play. Thought you were going to say yourself. Nope. <laughs> I think Child's Play statement. <laughs> is better than me. Uh, he might be small, he might be plastic, but he's got a one hell of a kill count. But yeah, so uh, if you want to stay up to date on what is going on with us or the show or talk about or submit your movie request or just say hi, you can always find us at one of our social media accounts, Facebook at the Grindhouse Syndicate Horror Podcast, Instagram at the Grindhouse Syndicate.horror.pod. And as you just heard us talk about, we do some TikTok videos sometimes when we have a, a cool, funny idea, which is not often. And uh, that is the Grindhouse Horror Podcast at grindhouse.horror.pod. And subscribe or follow for alerts on new episodes. And if you really love us and you're not just saying that, uh, give us a review. All those links are always located in the show notes for you guys. And got a big announcement. Drum roll. It's big announcement time. I don't know if it's coming through the mics. Should have brought a drum in here. Should have brought a drum. Oh, that's pretty good. 
so we have had several ideas since uh honestly probably either the beginning of the show or maybe even before the show started we've always just had these uh, ideas kind of going around and then we kind of settled on this one idea that you know you guys are used to now but we we still have other things we want to do so it's just basically different episodes that we want to do like series and um we think they're really interesting. We think they're fun, but we don't want to uh, have those like interrupt what we do now. So, cause basically what we don't want to do is we do, you know, you're used to the hour and a half, two hour episode. And then one week you get like a 30 minute episode. So we don't really want to do that. Um, but essentially what we're going to do is we have decided to start a Patreon for the show. It's basically just somewhere where we have a place to kind of do these different shorter episodes that we want to do. And some of them are going to be kind of like kind of completely different style than what this is. But some of the other ones will be basically just like extensions of episodes that we normally release kind of like a like an after show. So if you are looking for like more content or we're talking about a movie you you really like that's really complex and we got all these different ideas uh, and you want to hear some more about that same movie, you, you know, that's where it will be. I'm actually <laughs> going to put our Grindhouse Syndicate Dolls commercial on the Patreon. That'll be anytime you want to listen to that and have a laugh. It'll be there. But yeah, and it's also to... Um, kind of help if you want to help us fund the show because right now the show is completely out of our pocket and we want to upgrade some things here coming up it kind of just helps us with that stuff uh, but yeah that's the place for you we plan on it becoming uh, available for you guys to join january 1st if that changes we will let you know and uh, we plan on releasing more info about this, like pretty much what we're going to do, what the episodes are about during our end of the year episode that's coming up. Uh, yeah, so Child's Play is a 1988 American supernatural slasher film directed by Tom Holland, who, by the way, also did Fright Night. Uh, from a screenplay he co-wrote with Don Mancini and John Lafia. Based on a story by Mancini, it is the first film in the Child's Play series and the first installment to feature the character Chucky. It stars uh, Catherine Hicks and Chris Sadarin with Brad Dorf as Chucky. Uh, its plot follows a widowed mother who gives a doll to her son, unaware that the doll is possessed by the soul of a serial killer. It was released in the United States on November 9th, 1988 by MGM and UA Communications Company. It had a budget of $9 million and a box office of $44.2 million. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. Along with the film gaining a cult following, the box office success spawned a media franchise that includes a series of seven sequels, including a television series, merchandise, comic books, and a reboot film of the same name released June 2019. Child's Play was distributed by MGM. Although the rights of the series were sold to Universal Pictures in 1990, beginning with the sequel Child's Play 2. 
MGM retained the rights to the first film and as such distributed the 2019 reboot. Screenwriter Don Mancini first conceived of the concept while studying as a film major at UCLA. Mancini was inspired by the consumerism of the 1980s and the effect of marketing on children based on his experiences with his father, who was an advertising executive. Wasn't it kind of the the Cabbage Patch dolls was one of the things he had Mm -hmm. mentioned, like the craze of the Cabbage Patch Kids? It was. Yeah, there's a couple other things, but uh, Cabbage Patch Kids were a big one. This is around the time, too. And we didn't, I don't think I ever really knew this until we watched the, those Netflix shows of like the toys we grew, grew up, up with, with. Those or something. Yeah. And they, that's when they explained that back then in the late eighties to like mid nineties is when this really started blowing up where, um, it wasn't about making toys because the popularity of a show, it became making a whole fucking show just to sell toys. I mean, it's just weird because you this would is, think it would be backwards. But uh, no, I mean, it's whole re- the whole reason they did Ninja Turtles was because they just wanted to sell toys. Um, I'm not sure. I think Ninja Turtles was a comic book. It, it prior, was, but, but it wasn't the show. It wasn't yeah, huge it was to, make, to sell toys. This is around the time I guess they figured out that they could start marketing to kids. And that was much more effective than marketing to parents because the kids would just drive their fucking parents nuts to get them these toys. Yeah, that's crazy, though, is they 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 design a toy and then the toys get approved and then they're like, okay, now hire somebody to make a whole ass show. Nobody really cares about the show or the plot or anything. They're like, kids are stupid. Yeah. And and it's (laughs) like, you know, as long as they're cool. And they could go out and buy the toy because they make way more money off toy sales than they do like advertisements on a TV show. I'm sure that the toy business is a uh, obviously a billion dollar industry. I'm sure it's up there. Yeah. So Mancini, uh, his troubled relationship with his own father and his experiences of alienation as a gay man caused him to center the script around a child with a single single mother and no father figure. Mancini was also influenced by the Cabbage Patch Kids, uh, the My Buddy Dolls, Trilogy of Terror, Magic, Poltergeist, Freddy Krueger, and the Twilight Zone episode, The Living Doll. I was going to mention that. That's I think that's the earliest, at least in TV, that I remember this, this story. Cause this is not an original story. The big picture of it, you know, a doll coming alive. But I think in this, they were able to, and this has been done quite a few times now up until this point, but he was able to create a character that was iconic and what it turned into. Yeah, I mean, well, um, you know, I'll discuss it a little later, but he really created the the ground floor. But what what we see here in this movie is definitely not necessarily his complete creation and not and we'll go over this um so the original script was titled batteries not included but was later changed to a bloody buddy and eventually changed to child's play principal photography began on january 7th of 1988 and wrapped on march 5th 1988 mancini never attended the set 
and was minimally involved because of the 1988 writer's strike. He apparently also threatened to sue Tom Holland over a writing credit, so he got banned from set. Child's Play was filmed on location in Chicago at the Brewster Apartments, a city landmark. The filming was conducted in the winter with a wind chill as low as negative 50. God damn. Yeah. That's cold. Yeah, they had to set up. They had like like cars, like station wagons and stuff just parked all over the place so people could get in there and get warm and then get out and then do their do their thing or whatever. Th- thinking of all the like animatronics and stuff they had to build for this too, I would imagine that negative 50 would cause some issues with some of those. Well, uh, for that kind of stuff, they, um, they didn't, they didn't use the animatronics and stuff for everything. No. Oh uh, yeah. Obviously there's definitely some, some, um, some people and some of those, Chucky scenes, especially a lot of his movement scenes, but there is some animatronic stuff in here, and uh, I would imagine negative fifty. I know, I know it'll fuck a phone up, so I would imagine it would it would mess up some animatronics in nineteen eighty eight. Chucky's full name, Charles Lee Ray, is derived from the names of notorious killers Charles Manson, Lee Har- Harvey Oswald, and James Earl Ray. Uh, For the actual shots of Chucky, they used a puppet that required a team of nine different operators to control him. And for scenes where Chucky had to move around in wide shots, a little person actor was used in the costume as well as a child. So on November 9th, 1988, the film was released to 1,377 theaters, opening at number one, ending with a total box office of $44 Roger Ebert, who hates horror movies, gave this film a three out of four stars, calling it cheerfully energetic horror film. Karen James of the New York Times praised it as a clever, playful thriller. And the ratings for this movie is Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 73%, IMDb 6.7 out of 10, Letterboxd 3.3 out of 5, and the average audience rating is a 3.5 out of 5. If you would like to watch this movie, you can currently stream it on Max, or you can rent it for $3.99 at Redbox, Apple TV, Vudu, Amazon Prime, and YouTube. There is a lot of information on the creation of this, the filming, like how they did it, uh, there's a, just a lot more stuff. I couldn't I couldn't include all of it, but if you're really interested in more of the backstory, how it was made, all this stuff, the people involved, go look for it because there's a lot there's a lot of out there for this movie. Man, I gotta say, the two names that they had before they settled on Child's Play was the uh, Bloody Buddies mm-hmm. and Batteries Not Included. Those are both great names. Yeah, so the reason that it was uh, called Bloody Buddies is because um, Mancini's original story, the story that he wrote, has none of the Charles Lee Ray, um, Mm. yeah, the whole serial killer, the voodoo stuff, none of that's in it. It didn't say exactly how, but somehow uh, Chucky's blood and Andy's blood get mixed. That's why it's called Bloody Buddies, and this somehow causes Chucky to be, I don't know, evil. Hmm. Yeah, I I feel like I probably came across it somewhere, but 
there's a lot of different stuff. They they changed a lot of stuff for this movie. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of, of that idea, but the name, even if they put the name on the movie that they ended up with, that's a cool-ass name. Batteries Not Included is also, I think, a really good name. They had to change that because uh, I believe it was Steven Spielberg was actually filming a movie of the same name at the time. So, yeah. Ready to jump into plot? I am. All right, so we start off in a very gritty-looking alleyway, and we see that a detective is chasing down a man who he believes is a serial killer they call The Strangler. And as they are chasing him, he calls this into his radio, and we see uh, police cars are starting to kind of close in on the area. The Strangler and the detective, they trade some gunfire for a few moments, until the strangler gets hit in the leg, uh, the strangler uh, he gets a his getaway driver uh, sees him get hit by the bullet, and he decides, "Fuck this, I'm out of here," and he speeds off, leaving his accomplice behind. An injured and panic uh, strangler, who we learn his name is Ray, breaks into a toy store to hide, but the detective soon follows him in, and once inside we see this massive wall of stacked good guy doll boxes. And we see that uh, that Ray is like hiding behind the display. He's kind of trying to catch a glimpse of the detective. He kind of sees him and he, he, the detective doesn't see him, but Ray sees the detective and he fires a shot and he barely misses him. And when the detective fires one back, he hits Ray right in the abdomen. We now see that Ray has stumbled off and he realizes that this gunshot is going to be fatal and he he just doesn't have much time left. Uh, He collapses into a stack of good guy dolls and he gets the idea to attempt to transfer his soul into the body of this doll. Uh, We then hear the famous words, a day do we Dembella, give me the power I beg of you. A sudden violent thunderstorm erupts over top of the toy store, causing a lightning strike to break through the glass roof of the building and cause major destruction. The detective ducks for cover as glass and sparks fall to the ground and the room explodes. I don't understand why the room explodes. Yeah, uh, I wonder how many kids seen this movie and was scared to fucking death of lightning after that. (laughs) Like, oh my God, what if lightning hits my house and it blows up? Yeah, I mean, the lightning comes in and, I don't know, you see all these sparks and you see like these toys get destroyed and then all of a sudden there's like this massive explosion. Yeah, the whole fucking toy store blows up. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make sense if you were trying to, like, do a spell to transfer your soul, but then the lightning that comes down causes a big explosion. Wouldn't it kill you? (laughs) Wouldn't it attract some fucking attention that you wouldn't want uh, to happen? Did you catch uh, Detective Mike when when he shoots Charles? he takes his gloves off for some reason. Did you catch that? No. He like he, it's like it's time to get serious. It's time to get serious. <laughs> Are you moment. Serious, putting your gloves and on. And it's after he gets the fatal shot. Oh. And the- then and then he takes the gloves off. He's like, all right, it's gloves off now. So you can aim better with the gloves off. I guess I don't know. Uh, uh, the detective finds Ray's dead body in a pile of destroyed toy boxes and debris with a good guy doll lying next to him. 
We then jump to, uh, I guess, is a few days later. They don't really say. Maybe it's the next day. And we see a, uh, it is the next day because the news report. Yep, news report. Uh, we see a living room in an apartment where it is very obvious a child lives here. There are pretty much toys, kid shit, just spread all over this living room, which is extremely realistic. Yeah, so anybody who has kids, this is the fight of keeping kids' toys to their room. You just eventually, as a parent, you just give up. Yeah, there, there's cartoons on TV. Uh, there's like a happy birthday banner above the window. And this is where we meet six-year-old little boy named Andy, who is watching a show about the good guys. And it is very obvious that he is like obsessed with this. This is his Barney. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that remember Barney, Barney was a major obsession when I was a kid. Uh, but yeah, he's obsessed with the good guy stuff. He's got like the he's got good guy pajamas. His birthday shit is wrapped in like good guy uh, paper. He is eating good guy cereal. I feel like this is like the Power Rangers of the day. Probably. Like they had the, the Power Rangers pajamas. Like it was oh, I had Power suit. Ranger pajamas. Yeah, they had Power, had Power Ranger wrapping paper. Probably still uh, do. <laughs> yeah, they probably do. But I'm talking about the, the OG, mm-hmm. the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yep. Uh, wow. Season one, the first cast ever. If, if, if Kimberly wasn't your first crush, then, you know, I don't know what was wrong with you. So uh, he is currently adding about 200 grams of extra sugar to his cereal, and he hears a commercial on the TV that says, listen up, you can now have your very own good guy doll of your own. And Andy hears this, and he immediately stops what he's doing. Like, the look on his face is like, wait, what the fuck they just say? What? I can have my own good guy? A good guy? could live with me in my apartment he's he he's 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 dope yeah yeah it it quickly changed the disappointment of when he realizes he's already seen this episode oh yeah he's like i've already seen this shit like when he gets all excited and goes in there and he's like ah i've already seen this one but now it's like so aggravated you know it's almost like he never even thought of ever like having his own good guy in person like this commercial just told him an idea that he didn't even know was possible. He's like, wait a minute, what? You can have a good guy? Your own good guy? Yeah, and that, at the end of the commercial, too, they talk about how you can buy, like, all the accessories. So there's, like, a bunch of shit that n- after you spend all the money on the doll, then there's a bunch of other shit your kid is going to oh, drive that, you nuts for. <laughs> that's how it was, man. Remember we used to get, like... The, the wrestling action figures, and then they released the entire ring. They got the ring. And then they had the stage the entrance, entrance And then we had the, the the ones where you could rub their feet on the little metal bar, and it would play their entrance music, which was the coolest wrestling toys they ever had. Well, that, that was like crazy because you spent, you know, years collecting your wrestling action figures. And then all of a sudden, one year, it was like, oh, fuck, we got to get these new ones. So now you have to start 
getting, you know, you have to start collecting the ones you've already had, like the characters you already have, but they don't have that little metal thing on the foot. So they don't have the entrance music that's going to go with the fucking stage. You have to get the new one. So now you got like fucking two Stone Colds, two Undertakers. It, it, yeah. I mean, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that, man. We still used them. Oh, yeah. I remember like in, in my wrestling setup, we had Spawn was was a wrestler. Your spawn action Arm, figure. They, you we had, had army, some army dudes. My like, uh, yeah. my Power Rangers. Power I Rangers had like the blue and and uh, red Power Ranger. They were like tag team partners. Yeah. The only downside though is like, all right, this Undertaker. He's got his entrance music, but then I got to pick another toy that doesn't have entrance music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Have to play it in your head. They're awesome though. I think I remember they had the whole like thing that went over the ring too. I don't think we ever had that. Then they would have like the hell in the cell that you could buy for it. That was like, or it wasn't the hell in the cell. We got the just cage. cage. We got the cage. Yeah, and because uh, I mean, you couldn't use the hell in the cell. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to play. You in could the play ring. on top of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean that the shit that they sold for that was endless. And then the wrestling belt. How much money that Vince McMahon's made off of fucking kids? Oh, yeah. But yeah, so Andy's fucking stoked when he sees this. And as he sees this on TV, he immediately looks over to his big ass present his mom got him for his birthday. And, you know, he's like, that's obviously that's what it is. It's the same shape. And I remember those days. I remember, you know, like your your parents bringing out like Christmas or whatever and you're looking at them and you're like, oh, I know what this is. Like, this is the size of the box that the wrestling ring probably comes in or this is the size of a PlayStation 2 box. I know it. And I, you pick it up and say, oh, it's a little heavy. It's probably a, there's probably a fucking PlayStation in here. I remember that, man. Those are the days. Yeah, the, the good days. I feel Andy in this moment. But yeah, so he goes to wake his mom up and she's, like what time is it she discovers it's only 6 30 in the morning and uh that is something that uh we deal with here in this house yeah <laughs> not, not only that this is andy is my child I'm pretty sure. <laughs> not only does he wake up at the ass crack of dawn and wake her up but he also destroys the kitchen Yep. making food beforehand like he spills shit everywhere he's got stuff dumped all over the that literally just happened to me three days ago. Yeah. Like, and then she's like, it's 630. What are you doing? Like, it's it's too early. And what does he do? He opens the curtains and he's like, "It's look, the sun's up. And I was like, yeah, that sounds familiar. Yep. Good morning. <laughs> they think that just because there's daylight that it is time for everybody to wake up. And it's like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Blackout the, curtains. Yeah. Invest. We got to invest in some blackout curtains for sure. But yeah, so uh, he gets her up and they walk into the living room and we hear on the TV a news broadcast announcing that the notorious Lakeshore Strangler, Strangler, (laughs) his damn Stranglers, (laughs) the Lakes and the Lakeshore Strangler chokes him by their jugulars. That's why that's what they they call him. Charles Lee Ray was shot and killed by police at 3 a.m. last night. Uh, and Andy's mom, whose name is Karen Barkley, turns off the TV while the uh, while Andy grabs his biggest present to open first. Of course he does. And uh, he rips the paper off, you know, with the speed of light. He opens the box. And what happens? 
he finds inside clothes. Not just clothes. It was like one pair of pants. Like child's like, worst nightmare. What a terrible thing for a parent to do. Like, why would you pick this big box that you clearly that's going to be the, you know, as a kid, you always look at the biggest box first. You're like, oh, my God, what could this big box be? And then he's, you know, he sees this commercial. So that puts this this doll in his head. But even without this commercial, why would you put a pair of jeans inside of a of a big ass box like that? Uh, maybe to fuck with him. The, the well, look- no, this is only OK if you actually have the doll and it's like put up <laughs> and then you just like after he opens everything, he's disappointed. Then you surprise him with the real thing. The look on his face. He has that like kind of sideways like, are you stupid, bitch? I'm pretty like, sure the first <laughs> time I seen this movie as a kid, I had that same look on my face. Like I felt it. I felt it for Andy. Like what? What a cruel thing to do. Yeah, she sees the look on his face, and uh, she ends up handing him a gift that she knows is a, some good guy toys. You know, she even did the parent thing too, where she's like, "Well, you don't want to open that one up yet. Let's let's save that for last." She was like, you know, don't you want to start with something something smaller? And you know, parents always do that. Like, if you ask for like your big gift, whatever your main gift is, and like you said, you're you pick up the box and you're like, I know this is it. They always want you to save that one for last. Like that's the grand finale. And she kind of does that with this box. She didn't kind of. She does. She's mm-hmm. like, don't don't you want to open something smaller first? She yeah. she just didn't want. <laughs> Didn't want to open up this pants and why be does she even out. wrap up the clothes in the first? Just hand it, just put it in a bag or just hand it. To, he doesn't give a fuck. She works at like a uh, like Mall. a JC Penney's type mm-hmm. place. She couldn't get like a, a one of the little gift boxes or a gift bag. You don't give a child, especially a six year old boy, cl- if you buy him clothes for Christmas or his birthday, don't wrap it. Because he doesn't care. Just put it in his put it in his fucking dresser and he'll eventually discover he's got a new shirt. But I promise you, he doesn't give a shit about that. <laughs> you buy him a hundred shirts, he wouldn't care. No, not not especially not with his excitement. I know uh, our mom always did like the boxes at Christmas, the little gift boxes, or she would have a bag. We'd always get some type of clothes. But uh you know, she didn't put him in a giant box and make us think that was our main main present. Yeah, so he opens it up to find uh, a good guy tool set. So he gets the accessories without having the doll. Yeah, uh, and I guess he could. I guess he could use it. The good guy can't use it because he didn't have him. But Andy could build. Andy could build a coffin for his mom for when he fucking kills her. <laughs> um, she well, she says too. She's like. Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't know about it until it was too late for me to save up. But she bought the accessories that came out with it. Well, I think that's that's maybe a mom thing. I think that's just just she doesn't. Yeah, she just didn't even know that there was a giant ass doll. Because, I mean, they announced it. I mean, I don't know. She went to that toy store. There was only a fucking like 12 foot wall of them. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she didn't get this good guy tool set from like a toy store. Maybe she was, I don't know, somewhere in the mall and seen it. I, I don't know. <laughs> she buys all his toys from the fucking 
homeless peddler in the back of, the, of her job. Is yeah. that where she does all her shopping at? She uh. get her groceries from there too. <laughs> um, he takes the tool set and he's like, I'm going to build me a new dad. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that cuts deep. Um, <laughs> uh, he immediately tells her that he he's like, I want a fucking good guy doll. And um, he's like, these tools are <laughs> fucking useless to me without a goddamn good guy doll to go with them. What am I supposed to build the fucking doll? <laughs> Jesus, Karen. <laughs> what the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> oh, man. And she tells him what most parents always told us is I'm broke, motherfucker. <laughs> don't have the money. <laughs> Kids never get that either. And it's, you know, I feel that so so much as a parent now like kids don't think of the financial part of it well they they don't i did a little um extra research for this so uh we'll get to it right here in a second but next we see that karen works at a department store behind the jewelry counter and i instantly thought there's no way in hell you could rent a two-bedroom apartment in the city and raise a child on a department store job nowadays. The fuck now. Yeah. Not nowadays. That was a thing then, but not a thing now. Not even close. No. So because of that, my brain started a turning. And, uh, but her friend and coworker uh, rushes over to tell her that a man behind the store is selling a good guy doll for cheap. And they rush to talk to the man. And so they mention that um, when her friend comes over to tell her, she's like, you know, that good guy doll that you wanted to get, but it's a hundred dollars. So I started doing the math. Good God. What is that with inflation? I'll tell you right like here. $300. It is $257 and 18 cent. Good God. Yeah. That doll is not. We're not done. I don't know though. You try to buy one now. They're right. pretty expensive. So $257.18, the average cost of rent on a two-bedroom apartment in Chicago in 1988 was $564 a month. So this good guy doll cost half their rent. Jesus. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And $564 a month in 1988, if you're wondering what that would be now in rent, a two bedroom apartment in Chicago, if everything, if like everything had stayed the same, would currently cost you in 2023 $1,456.99. <laughs> yeah, I bet you they ain't no, they ain't, you can't get a studio in Chicago for that now, at least if it's anything like it is here. Yeah, so that's Jesus. how big of a difference things have changed yeah. uh, money wise. For um, our economy. <laughs> yeah. And, and I can tell you people working the jewelry counter in a department store ain't making that much more. No. Uh, I believe like the average income back then was about $26,000 a year. And now it's 27. <laughs> now it's 24. <laughs> it's gotten lower. <laughs> but yeah, so this bum looking dude, he shows her uh, this good guy doll and the box is kind of a little banked up. So she haggles the price with him a little and they settle on $38. So $38 in 2023's money is $78.02. So basically, 
good deal. She went from paying uh, $257 to basically paying $78. That's why she buys all his gro- her groceries from him, too. Yep. So their boss comes over to inform her that she must work a shift tonight, and she protests that she can't. She has to pick her son up. But he doesn't really care and basically threatens to fire her if she doesn't agree to work the extra shift. And I said, it's nice to see that even back in the 80s, managers and retail giants didn't give a fuck about their employees. <laughs> yeah, I, Not much has changed. I would have I would have told this guy to fuck off. There's there's if you're not on the schedule to work, it's your kids. But you're already working on your kid's birthday. You got to pick them up. And then your manager's like, you know, normally a manager would come to you if you have a a half decent manager and at least ask you and say, hey, I really need this done. This guy's just like, nope, you're going to fucking do it. And if you don't do it, you're not going to have a fucking job. I don't know what to tell you. So her friend Maggie offers to watch Andy for her. So she goes, the boss lets her like leave and at least go pick Andy up. So she goes and picks Andy up before the the next shift starts. And uh, she also wants to give him his new present. And Andy has the paper off, the box open, and the doll out before she can even finish setting her coat on the chair she's literally like hold on and she sets her coat down and she turns around and he's already got the shit out like that quick yeah he didn't fuck around no i guess this is well i i don't know i was gonna say i guess this is before they put all this so you should have did another box of clothes all these ridiculous <laughs> fucking like plastic ties and shit that hold stuff yeah. in a box but then again it's i'm it chucky obviously we know climbed up in that box so so Andy introduces himself to the doll by telling him that his name uh, te- <laughs> by telling <laughs> Andy introduces himself to the doll by telling him his name and the doll responds with hi I'm Chucky your friend till the end hidey ho ha 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 later on we see that Maggie is now watching Andy and a news flash appears on TV saying that Charles Lee Ray's accomplice Eddie has escaped the police. And Maggie tells Andy that it is time to go to bed, but he responds with telling her that Chucky wants to watch the nine o'clock news. Bro, this kid isn't concerned that his fucking toy wants to watch the nine o'clock news. At six years old, I would have thought that was pretty weird. Yeah, I I can see Maggie, though, being like, because kids will say anything. To not go to bed. Oh, God. Like, I got to pay my taxes. I can't go to bed right now. No, no. Yeah, she handles this exactly (laughs) like any anybody watching a kid or knows anything about kids would. What they really should have. I mean, they want to make it realistic. It's like, Andy, go to bed. And he's like, but I got to pee. Yeah. He's like, but I got to poop. I need a glass of water. (laughs) Yeah, No, but I'm scared. Uh, my, My stomach hurts. Like when they get desperate. You'll hear some crazy shit. Like the amount of times I've heard just random, just, oh, out of the blue, my stomach hurts. Yeah, and it's funny because your kid's almost not scared of absolutely anything. Except for when it's time to go to bed, it's like, oh, I'm I'm scared. Like, yeah, right. (laughs) She'll bust that out over like anything she don't want to do, even if it's not bed. I'd be like, you got to eat this. And she'll be like, no, I'm scared. 
Yeah, and I'm like, no, uh, you you have you have to eat it. No, no, I'm scared. I've only ever seen her actually scared of what I would say is one thing, which was like the animatronics. And she loves them. Which like yeah, they, she, she loves she that loves, they scare her. Yeah, <laughs> she loves to be scared by animatronics. But the um, I don't know. The first year I went with you guys, and she was like two or. I think she's like two, maybe she was three, but we took her and she was legitimately scared then. Like she, we couldn't take her over there now. Oh man. She spends like two months watching animatronic videos before we even go to spirit Halloween. Well, she's gonna, she's gonna love Mm. horror. She's, she's already like some kids are scared of stuff and they're petrified of being around it. She loves being scared so much. Like she gets obsessed with it. Like she's like, when when we go into spirit, she literally, it's the first thing she looks at. She's scared, so she's got to get away from them. And then she gets mad if you take her too far away from them. And then you got to go back over and, and set one off again. And then she'll get scared and want to go away. It's that she is going to be a huge lover of Halloween and horror. And she takes after, she takes after her father. Uh, Yeah, so she tells Andy no and escorts him to bed. And a moment later, we see Maggie is uh, startled by the TV turning on to the 9 o'clock news. And as she walks over, she sees Chucky sitting in his chair watching TV. Uh, She goes into Andy's room and kind of scolds him for like disobeying her and uh, tucks him and Chucky into bed. And a little later on, we see Maggie just kind of sitting on the couch. She's reading a book. And uh, then we see Andy's door open, and then we hear the sound of little pattering feet all around, which is in every movie where there's a tiny killer. Yeah, we've already covered that. <laughs> if you were, uh, if you hear little little paddling feet, there's probably hey, uh, you're gonna die something, by something, something small. Something <laughs> small is gonna kill you. A doll. A leprechaun, a child. Back from the dead, a zombie child. Yeah, something is going to get you. Just, But yeah, this freaks her out, and she begins to investigate the sounds when she is scared by a loud bang. And she enters the kitchen and is frightened by the phone ringing because it is Karen calling from work, checking on Andy. Bro, she answers that fucking phone with the speed of, like... Of of that lightning in the beginning, <laughs> like literally, I'm like, why? If something scared you, why would you? Why would? Why would you react like that? Mm. And she's got those cat like reflexes until until she needs them when she's getting fallen out of a window. Uh, after the phone call, Maggie begins to uh, clean up some spilt flour that we see. It was pretty much that was the loud noise she heard earlier. And uh, then she is violently struck in the eye with Andy's good guy hammer. One of the smallest murder weapons around. A toy hammer. Toy hammer. This was the 80s, though. It was a real hammer, I'm sure. <laughs> it was just a little. It's just yeah, and then had, I do like, actually remember hammers. one of us got a little tool set I, and it had a real metal I, and yeah, yep. that was me. I had I remember, uh, it was, it was kind of that size, like that the head of it, but uh, the uh, the handle was much smaller. 
Yeah, so she stumbles backwards and she ends up falling through the uh, window in the kitchen and she plummets six stories down, landing on a truck parked outside. Uh, we then see Karen exiting the bus in front of her apartment, only to see the police and ambulance parked outside. She runs up to her place looking for Andy and she finds cops filling her apartment. Karen is informed by a detective, which is the same one from the beginning, that Maggie had some kind of accident and is dead. He then shows her the good guy footprints left in the flower and asks her if she knows what they are. And he's kind of, uh, at this point, implying that maybe Andy knows more about the accident than he is saying. Karen's not having that shit. Yeah, Karen is she pissed. Is not having that shit. She wants to talk to the manager. I'm sure. I gotta say though, this uh, I I really enjoyed this kill when she hits that station wagon on the ground and it literally like crushes the roof of that station wagon. They did that very good. Yeah, they did it by um, actually throwing a uh, real believe, person, a real, a real, real person, the real actress died. Yeah. They she gave found her life the, for this. Her name is also Maggie. No, they actually made a concrete version of her and Jesus. yeah that's what they did to this chair <laughs> they threw my chair out of that window yeah, and put a literally wig, put, a, put a wig on it <laughs> that's what happened and 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 this chair is so heavy it's fine literally it's it's still we i have the, it here in the studio you bought the <laughs> you bought the chair from one of those movie prop auctions yeah. Uh, yeah. So they made a concrete um, version of her and they actually tossed it from high up and it landed on this truck. And the truck was actually um, had an, it's like the explosives, not like fire explosives, but, you know, like force explosives, like almost like compressed air. And basically, so the statue is heavy enough to crush the roof. But then they used the explosives to like blow out the rest of the truck. And that, that's how they actually did that. I wouldn't think they would even need the explosives. A con- they made a concrete version of a, of a person. Yeah. I, you, I mean, it was a tough truck. You know how they made trucks in the 80s? Damn it. Bro, I just, I, just, I picture a concrete statue of a person would have no problem just absolutely like even even in the 80s <laughs> you're having a hard time well maybe, maybe they well, nowadays just, just in case it like, didn't like make a huge well, mess n- nowadays they would have used like you know some C- movie prop gelatin or something like i guess in the 80s to just like uh, grab some bag to concrete we're, we're we're gonna carve a fucking bitch out of concrete and throw her out the window um we're gonna put a wig on this concrete <laughs> just toss it out just go to Home Depot and get like a concrete planter and just put I'm, a wig and a dress on it. I'm surprised they didn't just pre-cut the uh, columns in between the windows and, and stuff. I don't know. That's just that's just what they did. They wanted to blow some shit up. It was the 80s. Yep. So Andy goes back to bed after the cops leave and he sets Chucky up on a chair in his room and he then notices that Chucky has flour on the bottom of his good guy shoes, which match Andy's same shoes. And uh, because Andy has to have everything fucking good guy. Andy immediately goes and snitches on Chucky. They're supposed to be friends to the fucking end. Andy immediately, like the first day he has him, he snitches him out to the fucking cops. 
And of course, the adults, though, they don't take him seriously. If I was Chucky, I would be mad. I'd be like, bro, I, I revealed myself to you. And you snitched me out to the fucking cops? Because your Aunt Maggie I, was being a bitch? I don't think, has he told them he's Charles Lee Ray yet? I think this, he still thinks he's an actual doll. No, no, no. Him and Chucky, Chucky's talked, he hasn't like told him, hey, I'm Charles Lee Ray, but Chucky has, you know, talked to him. Regardless, so you're, you're supposed to be friends. Friends the end, man. You literally didn't even and make Andy's it. And Andy's like, well, it's about to be the end. <laughs> he's like, friends of the end, out. he couldn't even make it to the end of the day. <laughs> And he's like, I'm not fucking going down for your fucking crime. Um, I don't get how the police didn't look at these footprints and be like, well, that's clearly not a six-year-old child. Yeah, like, I don't these think... These are tiny. I don't think that their footprints are the, the exact same size. I don't even think they're close. I mean, they're pretty... Six-year-old child... Like he, they, I mean, they show his foot when he, they show the bottom of his little good guy pajamas. His mom should have just been like, that's not my kid's footprint. That's tiny. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe they didn't have CSI in the 80s. I don't no, know. They didn't. They didn't have the knowledge to match a footprint. Yeah. Ma- match a footprint. And, or even they didn't have any knowledge of size. <laughs> Just, it looks the same. <laughs> everything Close looks enough. the same. Close enough. Put that six-year-old in prison right now. <laughs> Uh, so Karen then hears Andy talking to Chucky through the door and she goes in and starts asking Andy about what they are talking about. And Andy tells her that Chucky told him that his real name is Charles Lee Ray and that aunt Maggie was a real bitch and got what she deserved. deserved. She kind of was though, man. Like when she's putting in the bed, she's kind of. I mean, I don't think that's his, that's not his real no, aunt. That's just friends. her friend. Yeah, and she is like not. She is she is pissed about Chucky being put in the living room. Like it's anybody who's ever dealt with kids and trying to put them to bed. Like kids do this type of stuff all the time, and she is like cannot believe that he has done this. Yeah, so she accuses Andy of making the Chucky stuff up, and Andy gets pissed. Karen gets pissed. And then they get sad over Maggie's death. And after she tucks Andy into bed, we see Chucky's head move all on its own. And poor Andy. This kid did such a good job like playing like a like a kid and Well, this, he was a kid. And this no. <laughs> Are you shit? I thought this was a grown man. He's a grown man playing a kid. Yeah. He did such a good job playing like a like a sad kid. Maybe he's sad out kid. Maybe he was a sad kid. His maybe his no, it felt bad. Maybe he had like a Macaulay Culkin thing going on. Like Like Michael Jackson was no, not that part. (laughs) Okay, Um, no, the part where Macaulay Culkin's dad like forced him to do these movies, and he's like, I was miserable. My dad like would make me me go to Michael Jackson's (laughs) house. Yeah, (laughs) hated it. (laughs) If you go to Michael Jackson's, it'll be in the news, and people will think you're cool because Michael Jackson's currently cool. Everybody will know you're sleeping in Michael Jackson's bed. Don't you know he's a smooth criminal? <laughs> the next <laughs> the next day, we see Karen drop Andy and Chucky off at school. Uh, I did notice, if you look in the background, because at first I was like, 
why are you bringing that big ass doll to school? But if you look in the oh, background, I caught this. this there is a bunch note. of kids taking their fucking Chucky dolls. To there school. is <laughs> a whole like has to be at least 12 year old kid. He is double the size of Andy. What 12 year old almost teenager takes a fucking doll to school? He's just hiding his weed in it. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> He's uh, like, I'm going to blame it on Chucky. That's what Andy would do. <laughs> That's not my weed, mom. That's Chucky. That's Chucky's weed. <laughs> he told me that's some dank shit, he bitch. Said he, he said he stole it from Aunt Maggie. She's obviously a drug addict. <laughs> she, she was got, high when she, she got fell high. out the window. <laughs> Aunt Maggie got high and fell out the window. God <laughs> damn. <laughs> Get your grind syndicate dolls today. Uh, we see Andy and <laughs> for some reason, Mike, maybe I didn't do it. <laughs> I didn't get the why. I didn't get the why and Chucky says this. We see Andy and Chuck walk right out of school <laughs> moments later. Old Chuck. Um, then they board a train and go for a little trip. And when they get off the train, it appears that they have arrived in the more rundown area of the city. Bro, this is a six-year-old child on the fucking train. Like, nobody thinks that the, the people running the train. No, nobody it's thought probably that this not. For a six-year-old? I mean, I know it's the eighties. I know, like the eighties, like six-year-olds were smoking cigarettes and and buying twelve packs at the store. But uh, you know, I I I just feel like if I seen a six-year-old kid, I'd be like, "Oh fuck, this this kid's probably lost." I would think it's weird, but I also don't ride. You know, we don't have a public train system that the majority of people that live in our city use. So I don't know the thought of of. Uh, my daughter at six years old being by herself in a train in the middle of Chicago, like it's would terrifying. give me a fucking heart attack. Yeah, uh, they come to a condemned-looking house where Chucky leaves Andy outside while he goes in to look around. He then lights the oven and turns the burners on, and we see that Chucky's former accomplice Eddie Caputo is hiding out in there. A paranoid Eddie starts looking around the house, and he then thinks that he he hears someone in the kitchen. He bursts through the door, firing his gun, which is not a good idea. (laughs) For a guy who is on the run and escaped out of jail, you would think you would want to attract the least amount of attention as possible. And if you were going to shoot, it would be at something that you had to shoot at. Or like a last resort. Like you would think this would attract some attention. Yeah, he like bursts through the door and shoots and like it's really his mom was coming to like give him money. And he's like, Ma, <laughs> Ma Caputo. <laughs> well, this, I'm sorry, Ma. <laughs> this is Chicago. So this We're probably pretty Ma, common. You brought there. me a deep dish pizza and I <laughs> shot you. I'm sorry, Ma. Um, I feel like Eddie would shoot his mom for a deep dish pizza. I'm so I'm glad this guy got killed. That was yeah, like one sucks. of my first notes. Eddie sucks. He li- he literally like ditched Charles Lee Ray. He's like, oh, he got shot. He's like five foot away from getting in the van. I'm just going to leave him here. Yeah, poor Charles Lee Ray, man. Like first is like a <laughs> yeah, compass poor- leaves him. And then he gets with Andy who snitches him out immediately. <laughs> yeah, man. This, this Charles Lee Ray can't catch a break, man. It's almost yeah. like he did some bad shit or something. Brought some bad karma on him. Maybe so. he only strangled bad people. He's the know. hero that we he need is. but don't deserve. Yeah, he's the Dexter. 
We just we haven't gotten that movie yet. No, we find out he was really killing like child molesters and shit. Uh, so the flash from the gun ignites the gas from the oven and causes the whole house to instantly explode. Uh, they also dropped a concrete statue of Eddie onto the house. <laughs> and that is how we got the explosion. Uh, Karen then arrives at the police station where the detectives have Andy. He tries once again to tell them about Chucky uh, killing Maggie. But Karen angrily tells him to stop with the Chucky bullshit and tell the truth about what happened or the police are going to take you away from me. A startled Andy tries to convince Chucky to reveal himself. Andy then gets pretty mad and he begins to like slam him. And then he starts punching Punches him. the shit out of him, man. Like- he starts punching him. And it is revealed that a do- doctor uh, from the... Andy's a terrible friend of the end, man. Uh, <laughs> there's a doctor from the local hospital uh, has been watching through one-way glass. And he informs Karen that he would like to keep Andy... For a couple days uh, evaluation. Karen returns home defeated with only Chucky in hand. She sits Chucky down and demands that he say something to her. And he finally responds with, I like to be hugged. Don't we all? Don't we all like to be hugged? You would think they would just chalk this up to a six-year-old's imagination after a traumatic event of like his... what he thought was his aunt or seen as his aunt died falling out of the window. And all they have on him is that he made up a story about his doll doing it like that. I could see a kid doing that in real life. They're going to put him in the hospital. I'm going to try to like pin murder on him. He's fucking six years old. (laughs) (laughs) He, he, he bludgeoned, Maggie in the face and pushed her out of the fucking window at six years old. Yeah, but she got hit in the head, like the forehead with like a baby hammer. I don't know if it'd leave leave enough damage to really like be like, yeah, that she was killed with this hammer. (laughs) Like what it really looks like is she died from smashing into the car. Yeah, well, yeah. Or the six stories. They knew the hammer was involved, though. Yeah, but it's like, you know, do they have enough heavy hammer? Do they have enough evidence to really say, like, Andy murdered his babysitter? No. That's what, yeah, that's what I'm getting at. It's like that little hammer mark, probably not enough to, you know, they kind of do all this, put the whole shoe thing off, too, until he came in and was like, oh, yeah, Chucky said he did it. And then they were like, oh, we got to take this kid. We got to evaluate him. And then, I mean, we'll get to this part in, in a couple minutes here, but they put him in like a fucking jail cell. Yeah, like, what the fuck? He's six years old. Let's, let's lock him up. Stow him in the penitentiary. And he's like <laughs> trading stuff for cigarettes and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll, I'll trade you my Chucky doll. Uh, my, or my good guy doll. Karen has got some weed in his pocket. <laughs> Karen picks up Chucky's box and begins to read what is printed on the back. When suddenly an unopened pack of good guy size D batteries falls out and onto the floor. Karen then picks Chucky up, flips him over opens his battery cover only to reveal no batteries inside. This would scare the fucking shit out of me. So because of this, um, 
you know how every now and then the kids will have like a like a toy like laying in the living room and they'll be in bed and we'll just be like sitting in the living room watching a movie or something and we'll keep hearing like the same toy go off and we're like what the fuck yeah well because of this Ghost. scene sometimes i will look and see if it has <laughs> batteries in it because i'm like what if it doesn't and that's why it keeps going off like maybe what if there's something creepy going on here so yes i've done that in real life I they did. always have fucking batteries though it's never like i just shock it up to ghosts man it's just ghosts. It's just ghosts. Just ghosts in your blood. That's how Brooke is. Everything's ghosts. Oh yeah. She's like, oh, did did you hear the the door crack? Must be ghosts. <laughs> Who? I know the air just turned on. <laughs> the air conditioner turned on. They had to be the ghosts. She's like on. <laughs> Zach Baggins. Oh my god! Did you see that door? It moved a centimeter. I it, asked her the other day. Proof. I asked her the other day. I said, what What are you gonna do? Like, what happens if you died and you found out ghosts weren't real? She goes, uh, well, I guess I just had a good time believing that they were when I was alive. And I was like, you wouldn't be heartbroken. She's like, uh, no. And I was like, yeah, I don't believe that. <laughs> um, so anyway, well, how would she, how would she find out if ghosts weren't real? Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying like, what if you could die and like find out every, get a- every answer to every question you ever had, but wouldn't you be a ghost? Maybe not. Like maybe you'd be a spirit in the sky and fucking heaven, or maybe you'd ghost be ghost in the sky. Oh, whatever. <laughs> so Chucky ghost. quickly snaps his head. Heaven's full of ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a big haunted mansion with white. Uh Chucky quickly snaps his head backwards, looking at Karen, and he says, Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? And she is immediately shocked and throws Chucky to the floor where he manages to roll under the couch and vanish. Karen kneels down and looks under the couch where she finds Chucky just laying there motionless. She slowly pulls him out. She demands that he talk to her, but he does not budge. She then ignites her fireplace and threatens to throw him in unless he reveals himself. Chucky then comes alive and begins to berate (laughs) her by calling her a filthy slut and a stupid bitch while swinging his fist and kicking his legs. He's like He's, he's not very PC. He's man. literally punching her in the face with his tiny little arms. <laughs> I'm like, that so, couldn't be that bad. His arms are too short. Out here, <laughs> slut shaming. Yeah. Karen's all around the world. It's not very PC of Chucky. I, I will say Karen. He doesn't even know Karen either. Like Karen, maybe, maybe she fucked the homeless guy and they just didn't show that. She's like $38 in a BJ and, and, uh, I don't believe Chucky's that. just like <laughs> you just <laughs> you seem so disappointed. You're like, no, she wouldn't do that. I know Karen. I like Karen, man. I I, I think Karen's a great character. <laughs> well, Chucky thinks she's a slut, apparently. Yeah, fuck him. Um, <laughs> well, come on, man. He he's the hero we all need. He's out here strangling Charlie. Not now. Life. He's a different. He's <laughs> Chucky now, but he was Charles Lee Ray. He was a fucking whatever side strangler. It's the same guy. He just, he, he's changed. He's, <laughs> being a dolls for a day has really changed him. Well, you know, he's had uh, so much disappointment with the whole Eddie Caputo leaving him. And then you Blowing know, him he, up. he becomes best <laughs> friends with Andy, who snitches him out like four hours later. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's hard not to change from stuff like that. I got to say, Karen's brave here, uh, putting him to the fire. Uh, if this happened, 
to me, especially in the eighties before they had like solar powered shit where I could think like, especially in the eighties where things were more crazy. Not like if that (laughs) happened now, I'd be like, okay, well maybe this toy's got like a solar powered shit. Maybe the batteries are just backup or something for when it gets too low. But in the eighties or even before solar shit, anytime before solar shit, my reaction would be to open the window next to me. I would reach out of the couch and as fast as I could, I would toss that motherfucker out. <laughs> well, she she could need- fall that 10 fucking stories uh, and break on the ground. She needs him to like admit it so she can get her son out of Bro, hospital jail. Nobody's ever going to fucking believe this. If you nobody's ever get him to talk in front of the police, but that's not the police. Happen. But but here's the problem with that. If you get if you get him to talk in front of the police, then whoever there there whoever's above them isn't going to believe them either that even happens at the at the end of the movie yeah. we'll get to that but he's like yeah who's going to believe me like there's you can't convince the whole world that unless you put like him on live tv talking and still then there would still be people who's like this is fake um well he has no. made his way to the white house so. And, and he's like this, this <laughs> yeah no, no shit <laughs> this, this Chuck, is such a far cry look, from this movie look, see, here see, yeah i talk about that a little bit the him uh season season three chucky has actually become president he is he's worked his way he's killed everybody until he is now president but anyway yeah i'm not taking the chance like this guy is a murderer now i believe my kid now I believe he's Charles Lee Ray. I guess she doesn't know who Charles Lee Ray is anyway. She don't watch the fucking nine o'clock news uh, like everybody else. But yeah, I'm throwing this motherfucker right out that goddamn window. And I'm going to this fucking jail of a hospital and I'm getting my fucking kid. So they wrestle to the ground where Chucky bites her arm very violently. She then tosses him across the room He escapes out the front door, down the elevator, and out the apartment. Karen makes it down to the street, but Chucky is gone. She's lucky he didn't just kill her. Like, he he had her one-on-one, and and he wasn't confident in his dog-killing abilities yet. That's what it was. Man, maybe. He's only killed two people. He killed Eddie Caputo by blowing him up. Yeah, he hasn't hasn't went one-on-one quite yet. And then I think... I think his ego is bruised when she just tossed him across the room with ease. I mean, that sucks. Well, I love that she did that because that's like realistic. Like yep. you watch a lot of them and you're like, well, why don't they just fucking throw him? Well, she did. And he's, he's apparently his ego was bruised because he was like, fuck this. I'm getting out of here. So uh, Karen then goes to tell Detective Norris that Chucky really is alive. And of course, he doesn't believe her. So she shows the tiny bite mark on on her arm, which also doesn't convince him, which I don't blame him. It almost does, though. He does say like, oh, how'd you get that? I would be like, you bit yourself? You bit yourself to prove this to me? Did you pay a child to bite you (laughs) so you could convince me? Uh, So she runs off to find the doll herself by tracking down the bum that she got him from. Norris tries to warn her about that part of town, but she goes anyway. So she ends up finding this bum, uh, but he wants something in return for his information. She tries to give him what money that she has, but he wants to rape her instead. That's probably and did you did you notice realistic? 
you notice when he's like slamming her on the car and like he's about to like you know start start the rape um did you see like all the other bums start like excitedly coming up behind her and i'm like is this like a group it's, is it's, like a group it, thing you guys is, do it like it's a bum gang rape so the question is like are they excited to watch a rape or are they excited because they're all gonna do the rape depends One, on how fucked up they are i guess like, what is like, going on how- in this homeless community. <laughs> I don't know. You, you know, the one thing they missed, if this was real life, every one of those bums would have asked her for money. They would have went scoured like for the $2 who's on ever, the <laughs> ever been around in like a situation like that, especially her, because you could tell she wasn't a bum. Every one of those dudes that didn't want to rape her would have been like, do you have some spare change? Change. Hey, my, my kids broke down at the down the street at the uh, old burnout at the store. liquor. St- I mean, the um the gas station and they need some some uh, Mad Dog 22. I mean, gas. They need some gas. But anyway, before he gets a chance to be a gross motherfucker, Detective Norris comes up behind him and knees him in the dick. He oh, the knee dick. Yep. Knee to the dick. They teach that in police school. Uh, he falls to the ground and Norris pulls his gun. Uh, the bum ends up telling uh, ends up telling them that he got the doll from a burnout toy store on uh, Waba Street, which is the act an actual street there. I love how all the bums are like, he's a cop. Before we, even, we can't rape him. Before <laughs> <laughs> it's before he even pulls his gun and he's in like regular clothes. It's like they just assume anybody any. Any guy who's not a bum around there's no, a cop. I, I literally just said it. They teach the knee to the dick and the police <laughs> and the bums recognize like they no did. one else uses That's it. a knee dick. It's a cop. It's a knee to the dick <laughs> move. Get out of here. It's a fuzz. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he, he tells him that, you know, he got it from the burnout toy store. And this shocks Norris because that is where he killed Charles Lee Ray. Norris drives Karen home, but she's upset that Norris still doesn't believe that Charles Lee Ray is inside the good guy doll. She demands to know where Charles lived, and Norris reluctantly gives her the address before he drives off. After this, we see Norris return to the station and retrieve Charles's file. As he gets back into his car, Chucky appears behind him. He then begins strangling him from behind causing Norris to push the gas pedal to the floor. Norris is able to uh, basically burn Chucky's face with one of those old cigarette lighters, which I don't think they have them in cars anymore. They no, they have they the, have the hookup the, the, for all the chargers yeah, that were made. I wonder if you, I'm, you could probably buy a lighter, but they don't put them in know. there. You know, too many, too many kids started smoking. I guess they were like, this that does bad. not promote smoking because mm-hmm. they take way too long to light, <laughs> light anything. Well, apparently that somebody thought it did because they shut that shit down. <laughs> no more ashtrays or lighters nope. in cars. But yeah, so this um, this causes Chucky to scream in pain and let go of the, I think it's jumper cables he has. And uh, right as Norris regains control of the car, Chucky stabs a large butcher knife through the seat. Chucky's attack eventually causes Norris to lose control of the car. The car wrecks. It flips upside down and lands in the middle of the street. But why didn't he just stop the fucking car? Like he I speeds that up. Same thing. He literally just speeds up. 
Like, what are you, what are you accomplishing? But you're just going to drive. Are you going to outrun Chucky in the back seat? Yeah, uh, I thought that the that whole entire thing. I was like, bro, I just stopped. Yeah, you know, or just you know, let off the gas and the brake, and the car will eventually, you know, almost come to a complete stop. Right. As as soon as I got those cables off my neck, I'm slamming on the brake, getting out the car as soon as fucking possible. Uh, instead, he's like, well, this situation might be better if I'm going like 90 miles an hour. Yeah. Maybe Chucky will get scared and stop. And then wh- why didn't Chucky start with the knife? This could have all been avoided for Chucky oh. had he just started with the butcher knife. Oh, because, you know, he wants to. Oh, he, you stab yeah. somebody. It's going to take a minute to die. Yeah, like but this. you see how much fun he's having. Like Chucky's actually, I think he says this in like two or three where he's like, uh, you know, nothing, nothing like a good strangulation to get the blood flowing. He's literally he known the as the strangler. Like strangling is his go to. Knife is just a backup. It's just his hands aren't big enough to do it anymore, so That's he true. had to resort to jumper cables. Uh, so <laughs> it's true. If you try to strangle with the little hands, <laughs> would not work. Probably barely got him around the jumper cables. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Chucky attempts to stab Norris again, but he misses. Norris then pulls out his gun. <laughs> all, I can, all I can imagine is Chucky trying to strangle him with his little hands. <laughs> Just grabbing onto his jugular veins. And he has a better him. chance of like wrapping his legs around his <laughs> neck and choking him out that way. Uh, he pulls out his gun as Chucky runs around the car, basically taunting him. <laughs> Chucky then brags to Norris that uh, the gun is of no use because he cannot die. Uh, Chucky tries to come through the windshield and stab Norris again, but Norris lands a shot right into Chucky's chest. This launches him backwards. And every time he gets like shot in this, he just goes flying. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the one at the end where he gets shot in the knee and just like flies five foot back and hits the wall. It's like, what are they shooting him with? I don't like know. You, you, you would think they were shooting him with like, you know, a double barrel 12 gauge of non-lethal too because if it goes in you it's not gonna cause you to fly back like it Uh literally has to hit you and transfer that force into your body but uh so launching him backwards i did in the 80s this is how things (laughs) they didn't have science then (laughs) yeah there was no science they had no knowledge of size or time uh so chucky then gets up and runs off Uh, Then the next day, Karen goes to the address that Norris gave her. She walks around looking at these uh, voodoo paintings that Charles has painted all over his walls. And uh, one of the things that he has written in red paint is, uh, Oh, thank you, mighty Dembella, for life after death. Just then, Karen is startled by Norris walking up behind her. And he tells her that he pulled Charles's file last night and learned that his nickname was Chucky and then that he has a really good friend that he basically learned voodoo from close by. I don't really understand why he did not tell her about the fucking Chucky attack. Yeah, yeah, I put that in here. I think he was embarrassed. Why wouldn't you lead with that? Like, hey. um, Chucky tried to fucking kill me, and I wrecked my car. Had to get another car. Had to rent a car. (laughs) You think you could drive? (laughs) Chucky flipped my car. (laughs) Turns out you were right the whole time. Yeah, I think he just didn't want to be like. Like, he doesn't even say, like, you're right. He's just like, 
kinda does the like, well, I think you're you on might to be right. You're <laughs> on to something here, so we'll 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 go with it. Don't ask me why I got this cut on my hand. Like, like it looks like I was strangled. Didn't you say <laughs> didn't you say like you thought maybe Chucky was Charles Lee Ray? You might be right. Yeah. <laughs> I went home and, and thought about it. Sat, thought about it. I, I was driving my car. I asked really my magic eight ball. <laughs> Could be. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't flip my car though. Chucky didn't. I didn't try to kill me or anything. Nothing happened. I just. I just think you might be right. Yeah. Uh, we then jump over to uh, this man named John, and this is pretty much the same guy that they were just talking about, and he is in his kitchen. When he suddenly hears Chucky's voice call out to him. And uh, he is very, very alarmed when he sees Chucky as this doll. As anybody <laughs> would be. <laughs> uh, Even a guy that's like a voodoo guy who makes voodoo dolls and shit. Like. <laughs> uh, so Chucky tells him that he was surprised that the voodoo resurrection spell that John taught him actually worked. But uh, <laughs> he thought... But- what? He, he's like, I thought all this was bullshit, but it comes out you're right. But he painted his whole house in this voodoo shit. Well, like, and spent we a lot of time painting for we, somebody who thought all this was bullshit. We know way, way later in the timeline, uh, for from Bride of Chucky, that Charles Lee Ray, the night he was killed, was actually carrying the Dimbella um, amulet. So yeah. he's like. I mean, I didn't think it was real, but I did carry the big ass amulet around everywhere I went. (laughs) Painted my whole house. I got I got like a whole chest tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) I invested like ten thousand dollars and I didn't believe it, though. (laughs) Yeah, but he tells him he said, uh, but I thought that, you know, you said that I couldn't die or be hurt once I had transferred bodies. And he explains that uh, last night he was shot and it hurt really fucking bad. (laughs) (laughs) He said it started to bleed. It's like, what's going on here? Why am I fucking bleeding? (laughs) John explains that the longer Chucky is inside the doll, the more human that he will turn. And he will eventually become fully human and unable to ever transfer out of the doll's body. So he will be tiny forever. I'm surprised even know, knows this because the spell was meant to transfer into another person. Like who would have ever, <laughs> who would have ever transferred themselves to a fucking doll? No, there's like another little, sp- there's like the fine print. that's like, if you transfer yourself into a pencil, <laughs> you will slowly become a human pencil. You <laughs> start bleeding lead. <laughs> Warning. We are not responsible if you get stuck as a lamp. <laughs> like why why is why was this why did he ever tell him like you know he's like you told me you you, you told me i wouldn't be able to get hurt like why am i bleeding and i i did could and i guess i'm doing it now um yeah because right before he dies he's he's like i need somebody he's looking for a person right before he does this super dramatic claps into all these chucky dolls but um yeah, I, I just that's one thing I didn't get. I'm like, why is it, why does why is there a set of ground rules if you transfer yourself into a fucking toy? <laughs> He's like, I told you, John, I always wanted to be a toy. <laughs> why didn't you tell me that when I told you my dream about transferring my body into a toy? 
And he's like, well, you said it was going to be a Hot Wheels. <laughs> you didn't say it was going to be a doll. I thought you'd be fine. <laughs> Never put that together. <laughs> so he has a really big hole. Uh, so Chucky gets pissed and demands John help him into a new body. If once he turns completely human, can't he just be like a small person? Why couldn't he just transfer himself and do another doll? Because just buy him more time. Yeah, well, because you can only he can only do the transfer to whoever he told, like he revealed him that he's hey, I'm not a toy. Like I'm actually a person. Yeah. So you know, and he already he didn't know that. <laughs> Why so is told, that even a rule? Though? <laughs> I have no. Are you sure this wasn't made like meant to be no, no. to transfer yourself into a toy? <laughs> so that that is why I said when when I came in there and you were watching and I was like, you know what's weird is if Chucky would have never told Andy, it would have been him. and then it would have been John and he's like, John tells him like the first person you revealed themselves to and he'd be like. Oh, fuck, that's you, and I just broke your goddamn leg and arm. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'm going to be a brother. Doesn't say that in the scene. It says that. Yeah, but he's trying to be was that uh, Method Man? Yeah. Red Um, Man? Blue Man? I don't remember. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, he would be like, oh, fuck fuck man i just broke your fucking like i didn't even regular break your leg like your leg literally snapped like a twig the other way it's not supposed to go and he's like oh man and you're like fucking older like this sucks like i wish you would have told me that before so i could have like went and told somebody that didn't have a broken arm or leg and wasn't like 55 years old <laughs> Bro, if, if i'm this voodoo guy i'm just lying to him because my first thought would be that's gonna be me because who in the fuck would tell somebody that they're that's what i'm saying a toy it's, that they're they're actually a murderer it's just a coincidence that he had told andy but if he would have you know he was andy, holding his breath when he said that He's like, He's like, oh god! What if it's <laughs> don't me? let that be me? Like that would have been my first be thought. <laughs> That's probably gonna be me. I would have told him like the seventh person you reveal yourself to. Uh, that's who you you just gotta tell a couple people. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, and so. you can't kill the person who taught you the spell. That's the rule. If he dies, then nothing. It'll none of it'll work. So Chucky gets pissed and demands John help him into a new body, but John says, "Fuck no." I taught you all this cool voodoo shit and you turned around and used it for evil. Fuck off. Uh, So John runs over to call the police, but uh, Chucky is holding a voodoo doll of John and he bends the doll's leg and we see John's leg snap. He demands John tell him how to get a new body, but John refuses. Uh, Chucky then snaps his arm and John screams in pain. Chucky then pulls out his uh, famous voodoo knife uh, anybody who's a Chucky fan definitely knows what this knife looks like. And uh, he threatens to stab the doll uh, in the chest unless John tells him what to do. John finally agrees and explains that in order to transfer bodies, he must do the ritual on the first human being that he revealed his true self to, a.k.a. not John, thankfully, for both Chucky and John, uh, Andy. Uh, Chucky thinks the the fact that he is going to be six years old again is hilarious and seems to be pretty happy about this I would, on his way out the door. <laughs> I would be pissed, man. I, I'm not. I wouldn't be pissed, but I, I would be, be like, I don't want to be six. 
Couldn't I have been like a 12 year old or 13 year old? Yeah, but Chucky's going to be like, the most fucking the worst six year old ever. Like he's going to do whatever he fucks he wants. He doesn't care that he's six. Still, though, like you, you can't drive. He's going to be strangling <laughs> prostitutes at six years old. Can't even get a fucking job at six unless you go to China, work for nothing, make Nikes. Uh, yeah, so he, on his way out, though, he stabs the voodoo doll in the chest and pretty much mortally wounding John. Why did John make a fucking voodoo doll? I thought himself? that too. Like, that makes no sense. Just in case somebody needs to kill me. <laughs> Does John like. Yeah, I, yeah, I just don't get that. And then he told. Does John massage himself or something <laughs> on his voodoo doll? <laughs> Does he get himself off? <laughs> he hires a prostitute and he's like, hey, stick this doll up. Your- <laughs> <laughs> Prostitute, you want me to put that doll where? <laughs> he's like, don't worry, trust me, trust me. <laughs> and why did he tell Charles Lee Ray? He's like, yeah, man, you know, you just got to do this and this, and then this like ritual happened. And oh, by the way, did I tell you I made a voodoo doll of myself? I keep it right here, just in case. You know, I ask you to bring me the voodoo doll, and you know where it's at. It's like it's not a key to your apartment. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like why are you telling like your friends? Just in case is over there. Yeah, that I. Yeah, that just that blew my mind. I'm like, why would you make at least like, put, it, put it in a safe? No movie ever has a voodoo doll been used for good, ever, like ever. So why would you make one of yourself, minus getting your massages in? <laughs> um, like, why would you do that? And if you did, like, I would keep that shit locked in a safe, like buried in my fucking under my house or something i wouldn't be telling some guy that he i mean i guess they had to have known each other pretty good at some point but uh i don't care how good i wouldn't even tell you (laughs) maybe he was like thinking about committing suicide and he made this voodoo doll and it's like it's easier for me it's like i can't kill the doll than it is myself just snap my neck (laughs) oh so norris and karen arrive at john's to find john um bleeding to death and right before he dies he informs karen about chucky's plans to transfer his soul into andy's body he also tells her that chucky's heart has almost completely turned human and it is the only way to fully kill him Next, we see Andy is locked up in what looks like a jail cell. <laughs> no, it is. It's a t- 100% a fucking I'm jail. I'm only six years old and I'm in prison. <laughs> Did they do this in the 80s? Like, was it <laughs> <don't know>. Probably. <laughs> those six-year-olds in prison? Like, uh, hey, your shoes, although not the same size, was the same kind of shoes that was at a crime scene of a lady who fell out of a window. <laughs> we're going to... We're gonna put you in a prison cell yeah i don't know it's definitely like a jail cell though uh and we see chucky arrive at the hospital and he tries to warn the staff but they ignore him andy is able to trick chucky and escape the room but uh dr old man glasses catches andy and tries to sedate him which i'm gonna be honest this guy looks like a child molester yeah, I, I get child molester vibes off of him I seriously. Was, yeah, he, just the way he talks to Andy. It's just he just talks in that really creepy. 
don't know. He's like, Andy, just calm down. I'm going to take care of you. It's like what you would say to like, (laughs) I'm going to stick you with this thing. And and, and then this other thing, I'm going to stick you with that too. (laughs) While we're here by ourselves in this room alone. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that this guy got killed. Uh, Chucky then kills the doctor by electrocuting his brain multiple times until he was dead. And I do like this kill. It's good. I don't know why his face what turned is black, this? though. <laughs> what know. is this? This is what they put on your head in the electric chair. This is this what, is what the, that is. This is what they do to children. <laughs> this is supposed to be like a children's is this where is This is where Andy was about to go. Yeah. His doctor was about to take him in there and electrocute him it's, until he quit telling stories uh, about they, Chucky. They told the cops, like, we'll torture him until he tells us what really happened to Maggie. They're like, we we figured out lobotomies are bad. We just electrocute their brains now. It turns out Maggie is like the governor's daughter. So (laughs) (laughs) she's so important. And the police are like, we've got to do whatever we got to do to solve this fucking crime. (laughs) Uh, Karen and Norris arrive at the hospital where Norris's partner tells him about what just happened. We then see that Andy has escaped the hospital and returned back home. And Chucky has followed him. Chucky breaks into the apartment by coming down the fireplace. Uh, Andy arms himself with a small baseball bat. Andy hits him in the uh, tries to hit him in the head with the bat, but Chucky pulls. Uh, he, he like ducks and he pulls his knife. He starts chasing Andy through the house. Bro, she lives in an apartment, and yeah. she has a fireplace. She lives in a five hundred thirty-seven dollars a month. She lives in in the eighties in like a ten-story apartment complex, and she has a fireplace. I don't think that exists. I don't know. I don't. I mean, how could they run a a fireplace? I I mean, those like I don't know those the really fancy. You would have to be on the top floor. No, no, I've seen I've seen where they've done that before, like those really fancy penthouses and stuff. They'll have a fireplace. It's like it's like a get, gas. Oh, no, I get that. But this is has a chimney. He came down the fucking chimney. Oh, I think that they fucked that up. Because yeah, she turns on the gas at one point. Like so I, I, it's not a it's I, not like a like a chimney a house would have it's it's really like a like a gas fireplace that doesn't need a chimney it just needs a pipe yeah yeah Chucky, she has a full-blown chimney like santa claus would come down this chimney with ease it is a full-ass chimney in a, in the middle of a 10-story apartment complex in chicago he just put his hand on the pipe in just a day, do we debellet his ass right down there? He's just like fucking morphed down there. I don't know. Uh, so Chucky uh, sneaks up behind him and hits him in the head with the bat, knocking him unconscious. And this uh, pretty much allows Chucky to start the ritual. We then see that uh, as Norris and Karen arrive, a dark thunderstorm is starts appearing over the apartment building. We see that Chucky has almost completed the ritual and lightning has begun to strike around the building. Norris breaks the door down and Karen rushes in and immediately grabs Chucky and pulls him away from Andy. He bites her in the face and Norris then grabs him and throws him across the room. Second time he's been chucked across this fucking living room. Chucky slashes Norris's leg as Karen attends to Andy. Norris hands Karen his backup gun before he begins to look for Chucky in the rest of the house. Once in the bedroom, Chucky is able to um, 
not, but no, he's able to knock Norris out with the bat. And before he can land a death blow to Norris's skull, Karen shoots him in the leg, blowing him six foot back up against the wall from a leg shot. He's just like a rag doll. He is. The gun then jams because obviously Norris never cleans his gun and Chucky ruthlessly attacks Karen. They fall to the floor in the living room and Karen tosses Chucky into the fireplace. She attempts to barricade him inside until she can get a match to light it, but Chucky is putting up too much of a fight. Uh, Karen then yells for Andy's help. Andy runs over uh, and goes to light a match. Chucky then stops and reminds Andy that they are friends to the end. And Andy responds by telling him, this is the end, my friend. Cringiest line of the movie. I hated that. I like it. He didn't even <laughs> say my friend. He's like, this is the end, friend. Oh, friend. Yeah. It's, yeah God, man. I like it. It's the only, only cringy line of this movie, I think. Uh, <laughs> Chucky, it's too late for that, bro. Like, how are you going to try to convince him? Like, oh, no, we're homies. Like, I just knocked you out with a fucking baseball bat. I tried to steal your body. <laughs> uh, so he tosses the match in, and we see Chucky immediately ignite into a ball of fire. He begins screaming uh, and violently trying to escape. He finally breaks free. He runs around the living room on fire. And when I seen that, I was like, they had to get a little person stuntman to do that full body burn. Or a and, kid. And they, no, they did. They did. Um, I meant to actually put his name here. I just made the joke a kid. I don't remember what movie we did, but there was a. We joked oh, about trick, the trick kid, or treat. The kid stuntman. Yeah, trick or treat. Yeah. <laughs> that one kid stuntman that there's ever been. He was in this. <laughs> uh, so Chucky falls to the floor, appearing to be dead. As the flames slowly go out. And just then we hear Norris yell from the bedroom. And Karen and Andy attend to his injuries. Andy goes to get the first aid box. And notices that Chucky's burnt body is missing. Andy tries to run away. But a very burnt Chucky chases him. Karen, Andy and Norris hide in the bedroom. As Chucky attempts to get in. He stabs Karen through the door and eventually chases them around the apartment again. Karen begins to shoot Chucky as he walks towards them with the knife. Her first shot uh, hits him in the chest, but it does not stop him. Her second shot knocks his fucking head off of his body. But, you know, he's his, like, headless body, burnt body is still walking towards her. Uh, and her third shot removes his arm and the fourth removes his leg. He finally collapses in the hallway, but he is still kind of moving. Karen walks up and slowly empties the gun into the doll's chest. Karen is then startled by the sudden arrival of Norris's partner. And this is so funny. So you just heard like six or so gunshots go off in this apartment. And the cop is like, hey, whoa, what's up? Like, he doesn't come in with his gun drawn. He doesn't think like, oh, my God, there's an emergency. Let me call for backup. It's like he it's like, you know, he just walks in. It's like, hey, man, you know, you guys just randomly just, you know, shoot doing some target practice in here. What's going on? Like, he Bro, doesn't seem like anything is important that's happening. These cops suck. I don't know if you noticed, but Detective Mike Norris did not a goddamn thing the whole end. 
He could have not been in the, he could have just not <laughs> yeah. been there. He literally lays in that room the whole time. Like Karen is, is the only one who does anything to him. The whole police department sucks. His partner sucks. I don't know if you caught this. I meant to bring this up. <laughs> when Maggie dies, when Karen first gets back to the house and she goes in her house, there's literally a cop sitting on her couch reading the fucking newspaper. <laughs> Did you catch that? No. Yes, there's one. There's like 10 cops in there and they're all hanging out. And there's literally a cop sitting on the couch reading the fucking newspaper at a at a crime scene. He's like, man, you know, they don't need my help. And it's negative 50 out there. What do you want me to do outside? <laughs> So his partner calls for help and Norris begins to tell him about Chucky, to which he's like, yeah, right. Uh, He goes out to the hallway to look at the doll's body himself, and he begins to, for some reason, play with Chucky's burnt head. He brings the head into the room and begins to tell Norris that he is delusional when suddenly Chucky's body bursts out of the air vent and begins to strangle him. And I was like, it's that yeah, little yes, man, please, please kill this guy because I hate him. <laughs> I hate his mustache. How was he choking him with his little hand? Like, you his- notice <laughs> Ch- Chucky is also screaming at his body, like what to do. Like his body's like a separate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought like, that was weird. Choke him, kill him all, and it's like, what? Like, does his body have ears? Does his body have thoughts? Like, um, he's know. still trying to figure out the voodoo thing. I think we're still trying to figure out the voodoo thing. Um, so they throw him to the ground and Norris shoots the doll in the heart, splattering blood on the curtains behind him. And he finally falls to the ground dead. And that is the end of this movie. Bro, the animatronic work, though, in that last scene was really good for the time, even for now. But for the time... I'll give them huge props on that. Like the burn up Chucky at the very end of the last beautiful. scene when he's like his body without the head is like trying to stand up and get shot. You can tell that's all animatronic stuff uh, that, like I said, even even for now, but especially for those times, that was that's very impressive. Yeah, um, there's another thing that they did, and I don't think a single movie after this has has done this in a single child's play movie is um so you know like they start out and you have just the doll and he looks like shiny plastic and throughout the movie he looks more it it becomes like skin and Mm -hmm. so they designed it that way on purpose they they even went as far as to start adding like little stubble yeah because that's what charles lee ray had in the beginning they recede his hairline and everything for... I didn't catch the receding hairline. Yeah. I will say I had it in, in my notes. Um, so whenever he's doing the uh, attempt at the spell on Andy after he knocks him out and the lightning's flashing, he clearly looks more human-like in that shot. But I will say that that is one of the coolest cinematography parts of the movie because you can tell he's not a doll at that point yet but when the lightning flashes are flashing on his face is is very very creepy well there's um the the kind of end scenes too where he's actually like you know where karen's holding him and he's like yelling at her and you see his face like all these different parts of his face are moving and 
you another thing you can see is in the beginning his eyes are like you can tell that they're just circles like put in there mm-hmm. like there's like yeah. almost a tiny space in between his face the face plastic and the eyes they're just yeah but they're just dull later eyes. on you they look just like eyes you know yeah that's what i was confused when that cop goes and picks his head up the dumbass partner detective his eyes are clearly like people eyes yeah like they're like actual eyeballs in there well like, even like his teeth and picked, his gums if and all i that. picked that up i would be like oh that's i probably wouldn't have thought that there was a this was a real person yeah <laughs> but i would have been like something's going on here it would have smelled like not somebody cut like, somebody's eyes out and put them in this fucking doll and set them on fire yeah, and one of the really cool things that I think uh, with the with the burn up Chucky in the end is they show his um I think it's like his right hand and a lot of his hand is like melted, but you can see the metal like skeleton, the metal wires like mm-hmm. just and man, the FX team the way they build these like I don't think any um, other Chucky or Child's Play movie has done as good of a job with the it's like they abandoned the whole progression of him going from a doll to a person he he in everything else he just looks like a doll like even up to you know bride of chucky and stuff he always looks the same and everyone thinks he's just a doll he looks like a toy Bride of Chucky, he's got like the the flashback behind his cuts and stuff. Yeah, but he's um, still. But like, I get his face not being as. I don't know. I I personally think the Bride of Chucky is the best, the best looking Chucky. Oh, he's the most um, coolest looking Chucky by far. I but I will say that they did uh, the animatronic work and the amount of hours that they spent on working on this face because like you said when he starts talking like the way his face is moving and stuff i mean that was just that that was that's impressive now i mean, I mean it holds was, up took Still nine people good. nine people to operate him yeah it's a lot but yeah i just you know i feel like this was the only movie to include the him being a doll and slowly becoming yeah that a was human. Cool. I, They've mentioned it before, but it, you know there was never that like progression, and it was never that much a part of the story. And because originally in this, Chucky doesn't even think he can ever be a human. And the the first time that he gets, um, when he gets shot, he when Mike shoots him in the street. He, you know, there's no blood, but then when he gets shot at the end by Mike, you see a big blood splatter behind mm-hmm. him, and it just shows like, well, since since the first one, they've been very inconsistent. Um, they went back and forth because there's been movies. I think it was the Seed of Chucky where his battery plate is taken off, and it's like his spine. You see a spine and muscles back there, like underneath this plastic, he is completely human. But then other movies, he is just a doll. So, I mean, they I feel like they've kind of went back and forth on that. Yeah. But anyway, I mean. I thought it was really cool, though. How they. Uh, you I know, love it. I mean, I, th- when, I th- when they made this, you know, it was only one of them. And it was it was, uh, I guess, after this, it's kind of. I guess that 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 aspect of it kind of got lost. 
Because he's been a doll at that point. Yeah. I love, I'll go ahead and tell you, I won't tell you my rating yet, but I love this movie. I, I don't know if it's because it's such a good movie or if it's because this was one of the movies that got me into horror movies when I was a little kid. I remember watching this. Oh, man, I could have been like four or five years old. Yeah, it's definitely a nostalgic feel. Yeah, I know this movie, you know, every scene, you know, top to bottom for the most part. But but yeah, we'll get into some really cool stuff about this movie. The toy shop used in the opening of the film was actually a Chinese restaurant that closed down in Chicago. And it is really located on the corner of Wabash and Van Burden. So the basically when they said the location in the movie, that is the real location of that building. Hmm. Yep. And I guess you could probably go there and still see it today. I don't, I assume it's still there. Uh, according to the script, Andy's father was named Bob and he was killed in a car accident a few months before the events of this film. Oh, they never mentioned that in the movie. Yeah. There is some stuff they cut out because I think the original when they originally had finished filming this and editing it, I think it was like two and a half hours long or something. It was really long. So they went and cut a bunch of stuff out. And the one time I think it was mentioned is when Andy first gets Chucky, he actually takes him for a tour like around his house. And he, they come across a picture of Andy's dad. And that is like where this, where this comes from. Yeah. It's a deleted scene. Um, so the chant used in the film is actually a uh, Haitian Creole, despite being mistaken for French. And I've never heard anybody mistake it for French, but apparently people do. Uh, the translation is as follows. I call to thee, Dembella, give me the power I beg of you. Leave me mercy from this mor- mortal coil. Grant me life beyond death. Move my mortal soul into this vessel. I command thee, Dembella. And then you just say, I command thee, Dembella, like four or five times. Yeah. Nothing about a doll in there. You can be, or anything, toys. You, can be anything you want. About 50% of Mancini's original story was used in this film. Another writer named John Lafia wrote his own draft before filming. Lafia is credited with adding many of the things that make Chucky so successful, including the name Chucky instead of calling the doll Charles and many of Chucky's popular catchphrases. So a big chunk of this movie was written by this guy. Mm. Yeah. Um, Like I said, Mancini had, um, you know, like a whole different thing where him and Andy's blood was mixing and that's why he needs Andy. And, um, then there was another thing where Charles Lee Ray is actually Andy's dad. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. So this guy went in, they, they, they obviously they bought Mancini's story, but then they were like, we like the base of the story, but we don't like all this other stuff. So they hired this other writer to come in and they were like, Hey, <laughs> rewrite this. And this guy actually wrote this. And this is where Chucky gets his personality from is this. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if there would have been other Jod's plays had they not did that. Um, yeah. I think this, like I said, this some variation of this story had been around for a while at the, that point. But the character of Chucky, the character. I think, stuck I mean, it's like everybody. It's like Thanksgiving, you know, Turkey. That's a terrible movie. 
but we rated it really high because <laughs> because of of the character turkey. Uh, I agree, character turkey. I Chucky's a little bigger than he made a little further than the Thanks Killing franchise, but I want to um, see a a Chucky and Turkey movie. <laughs> the Thanks Killing the Bride of Turkey, <laughs> and it's what's her name? Who? What's the girl's name? He breaks her neck. The the bride of Turkey. Oh, um, I don't remember her name. <laughs> I don't either. Damn, I can't she's, remember her name. She's the. Uh, that was weeks ago for us. Now. <laughs> Can we get a uh, Allie? Allie. Yeah. 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 The <laughs> well, well, thanks killing the bride of Turkey, and we'll get a uh, we'll get um what's her name Jennifer Tilly. Chucky we'll has to transfer his soul into turkey into a turkey. It's into called, a turkey prop. It'd be, it'd be like <laughs> Freddy versus Jason, but it's like Turkey versus Chucky. And it's like, you know, the whole thing is Chucky's trying to get the turkey to transfer his soul in, but Turkey's like, fuck no, dude. And they battle, they fight. And it's like a big. Imagine oh, yeah. the shit talking between Turkey and Chucky. That's like what, that's just, why it's a just good movie. the shit talking. Chucky's going to be a Turk. <laughs> 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 oh man so katherine hicks who played um who played karen and uh kevin yeager who actually created the chucky doll they met on set and were married a year later hmm. yep they ended up yeah, being husband and wife who was that i'm sorry i was <laughs> I was thinking, thinking of the the turkey and chuck battle um <laughs> it's like you dolls are fucking retarded <laughs> The actress who played Karen and the guy who actually built and operated and created the all the Chucky dolls. Oh, I've actually I've actually seen that before. Yeah. Um on a show. Yep. I don't know. I was talking about uh this movie, obviously. It may have been the the movies that made us. I'm not I'm not sure if they covered this, but it was it was a show like that. Yeah. And speaking of Kevin Yeager, who has built many of your favorite horror villains, including the Crypt Keeper, Chucky, and Freddy Krueger's makeup, uh, when he was asked to build the animatronic puppet for Tales from the Crypt, he actually pulled the eyes from his child's play Chucky puppet and used them for the Crypt Keeper. Now, I know you know that because I learned that years mm-hmm. ago, and that's one of my favorite like behind-the-scenes facts because every time I, I see the Crypt Keeper, I immediately think Chucky seeing the, yeah. the original Says Child's eyes. Play. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I mean, uh, Tales from the Crypt and Child's Play are both at the same, like around that same time in my life were big uh, inspirations for horror movies for me. Um, but yeah, I, I had to include that. Because I I love that fact. I don't know why it's so interesting to me, but yeah. So next well, time, if, you, if if you once you hear that, when you look at the Crypt Keeper, you can tell. Oh yeah, he has those bright kind of baby blue eyes that Chucky has. Yeah, and it almost looks weird because why does the Crypt Keeper have such bright, like cool looking eyes? But I don't know. It's just a, it's because he was got to have it now. He was a good guy, doll. <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, this is what Charles Chucky, Lee Chucky, Ray turns into. Chucky tries to transfer his body in a Crypt Keeper. <laughs> All right, so it's time for some ratings and kill count. Uh, so everything I looked up on the kill count, they it's kind of weird. So they, they always count Charles Lee Ray, and they also count Chucky. So with those... What? Yeah. It's the same. I know. 
Okay. And it, and I kind of I don't know voodoo rules. So I've I don't also know. never really heard the killer be counted in the kill count, which is why I tried to look for it in other places, and I kept coming up with the same answer. So the total is six, being Charles Lee Ray, Maggie, Eddie, John Bishop, uh, Doctor. Ardmore, who is the uh, child molester looking guy, and Chucky. Those are your six. They're, they're grabbing at straws there. Yeah, I agree. Re- reaching, for sure. Uh, for my favorite kill, if I could count Chucky, I'd say Chucky because Burnt Chucky looks fucking awesome. But if we're not including Chucky, for me, it's John because I like the snapping of the legs and arms. I am going with Maggie because I love the concrete. <laughs> chair smashing into the top of the car mm, the little um, little hammer not just that though well not the not the little hammer i didn't include that i thought the i thought the body crushing the roof of the car was awesome but an, another big reason i settled on that is because that is the first on-screen kill of chucky in the entire oh series. good point i yep. didn't even think about that yeah that's really cool um so rating ready to do some rating yep i think uh I think I went first last time, so right. how about you? My rating for this movie is stupid high, and I gave it a 4.1. The reason I gave it a 4.1 is, damn, all right, well, yours is stupid high too then. So the reason I gave it a 4.1 is not only was this a movie that I loved so much because I seen it when I was a kid, but it has a perfect recipe of horror with a little bit of comedy. The thing that I really like about these earlier child's play movies is they're actual horror movies. Eventually, I mean, even as much as I do like Bride of Chucky, it's got a lot of comedy. It's almost like a comedy slash horror. This is a horror movie with a little bit of comedy in it. Like comedy is not even counted on what kind of like the subgenre, but all the, you know, later Pretty much after three, they all kind of become. Um, that's what I liked about that one the, where uh, his daughter in the wheelchair, because it was like back to this. It was back to being a horror movie. Yeah, and they purposely did that. And every, it, that movie went straight to video and it ended up being liked by a lot of people. People were surprised because the seat of Chucky was fucking awful. And then it did so good. That they decide to go back and make it even more goofy and retarded than yeah. it was bef- in the seat of Chucky. I don't, I don't know what. I I just don't know where the decision making went with that, because that movie sur- surprised so many people and it got such from the fans of the franchise such good reception for being scary again. And then they just they just dropped a huge fucking turd. Yeah, the next one. I mean, I think a really good example is how their moments in this movie. Chucky's scary. He's not trying to be funny. He's scary. Like well, he's supposed to be. It's a yeah. It's a scary movie. I agree. He's yeah, supposed I mean, to be. He is a serial killer, and he is scary. Like uh, you know, when Karen is holding him and like threatening to put him on fire, his reaction is scary. When he is uh trying to get out of the fireplace at the end. He is scary. Now he's just funny all the time and it's annoying. And I, I will say child's play too. 
is one of my favorite movies. I don't. I think that is one of the few movies I will say is a perfect movie. I love Child's Play too. It is the best one for me out of all of all of the Chucky or Child's Play movies. If we did that movie, I can only tell you I'm probably gonna rate it close, if not a five, close to a five. But this one is very good as well, and that is my big thing. The only complaint I have about this movie is I think they should have cut out the part with the uh, Norris's partner bringing the head in there and Chucky's hand body coming out of the vent and choking it. They should have did away with all that. That should have the movie should have ended when you know she shot him twice and she walks in there and basically well, tells Norris <clears throat> like he's dead. That should have well, been it. It doesn't make sense because uh, the Dr. Death, the voodoo guy, he tells them you got to go for the heart. And she walks up and shoots him twice point blank in the chest. So it kind of is really confusing when he does come back. I know they probably wanted to add like a surprise ending in there, but uh, it didn't really make sense for the story. It doesn't make sense at all because how did his body get up that fast and through a vent system? And then how also... How did his body know that the guy was going to stand there? He probably climbed through that chimney, which was connected to the vent system, with one arm, one leg, and no head. Yeah, that makes no sense. That part serves no purpose to the story. It serves no purpose to the movie. I think it hurts the movie. It doesn't help it. And it they already had an ending. They already I had it like, ended. I feel like that was like a last minute add in or, or something. Maybe the studio wanted wanted some like surprise scare because a lot of the eighties, you know, the Friday the Thirteenth hit big with their with their surprise ending, and I don't know. It just doesn't feel like it matches with the rest of the story. Yeah, that's my only complaint, though. I mean, that's that's really it. I can I can totally get over the whole thing we just figured out with the voodoo stuff. I don't really care about that. That's fine. It's kind of funny. I don't think they meant for it to really be funny or really meant for anybody to actually sit and think about it, but um, I'm, I'm okay with that, but I love this movie. It's great. I think I've brought up us doing this a couple of times before and I tried to save it to be a Christmas movie because for some reason <laughs> I remembered it being during Christmas and it's not. I found out that it, uh, yeah, Charles Lee Ray actually dies on November 9th. <laughs> I was going to bring that up to you, but not on air. No, yeah, <laughs> I was, no, was going to mention fine. that to you. I watched it and I was like, this is this is his birthday. Like, I don't know. A, I was I thought maybe I missed something that like I didn't remember. Like they had mentioned that it was December or like at some point in the movie. I don't know. I just took your word for it. No. That there was something about Christmas. Well, I just remember it being really cold and I remember her working. You, f- you felt how cold it was? Well, you can tell how fucking cold it is. Um, and then she works in a department store, and it looks like there's a lot of people in there. And that's like a, that was a big thing. That's what people did for Christmas before fucking internet buying shit came along. Well, but, it would make more sense for it to be Christmas because she she can't find the doll, and like, she yeah, has to buy it off a of peddler. And but she's yeah, it's not a Christmas movie. And so like fun. you know, the whole her hit. I remember him having a bunch of presents. And I'm like, well, what kid gets like fucking six presents for his birthday from one person? But uh, yeah, an only child whose dad died. Yeah, <laughs> she used that death money to buy him presents. Didn't even get him the damn doll. 
But uh, yeah, she anyway, yeah, four point one for me. I love this movie. I we will one hundred percent do Child's Play too because I love that movie. Well, as for my rating, uh, I gave it a four point one as well. Um, I think I I was settling around a three point eight or three point nine, but I think it was the nostalgia uh, that really kind of bumped it up. I just I just felt like it was four point one. Obviously, as mentioned before, this this is a story that had been done. It's a variation of a story: yeah, the doll coming alive. Time. Um, but it, they created a character that really stuck and actually made this story carry on where others didn't. Uh, I thought the cinematography was, was really good because of the challenges of balancing uh, the shot between like Chucky's perspective. And they had to shoot this in a way that you didn't see Chucky on the parts where there was actually a little person or a kid. And, and uh, I thought for the challenges they had, they did a really good job with that. Um, the animatronic work, we've already went over that. That was amazing. Uh, I thought the acting was good. Getting a six-year-old that could play this part, I feel like that was yeah, that he, was really, really hard to do. And I thought he did a great job. The, the for, only time I think he didn't do a great job was when when he was um, in that doctor, room with all the, the scalpels and, and he's doing the falling. Yeah. That was terrible. Yeah, I agree. I caught he, that too. He's not a stuntman though. He is, <laughs> he is not. I did catch that too. The, the, falling, the falling over the lights behind him I thought was... You could tell he was a six-year-old acting, but other than that, thought he did a really good job. You know, this this movie's just—it's obviously a classic. It was the start to a long-running franchise, and this movie is with the first three is scary, and I really miss that about the Child's Play and the the Chucky franchise. This is where it all started, and it is a scary movie. Like there's, there's, you don't have that comedy aspect, you know, Chucky's not going to the White House. I wish they would have taken three and continued on with that. Uh, I like the Bride of Chucky. Uh, I really like the Bride of Chucky, but I wish we could have had that without all the comedy in it. Uh, I love that movie, but I hate it because it led to... The, the comedy aspect of that led to what we have now. And what we have now, I feel like Chucky in this movie would kick Chucky's fucking ass now. Yeah, it's almost like when you, you know, you take a, a piece of paper and you scan it and print it over and over again. Kind and of it, and the, yeah, yeah, and the, 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 it just, you keep losing detail and important stuff in the photo. And I think that's where we are now. It's the version that exists now does not look like this version it's dying that's that's what happens to a human body your cells reproduce and reproduce and then uh, as a copy and a copy and a copy they start to break down and that's what's happening right now chucky is in the white house breaking down yeah i will say those as much as i do love two and three um i don't think that chucky is ever as scary as this ever again. This is the scariest I think Chucky has ever been, and probably it's, I will think be. it's the darkest. Yeah, and I think a big part of that is the 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 reveal. You know, you don't really know for a lot of the movie, and then uh, there's there's like no comedy in this. This is all like scary, 
what you would think if a serial killer somehow got into a doll's body. You know, wouldn't he wouldn't be cracking fucking one liners every two seconds. And anyway, yeah, it's 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 a classic. And uh, anybody who hasn't seen it as a horror movie fan, it's it's a must watch. Like I said before, if you love this movie and you want to know more stuff than what we were able to include here, like I said, there's tons of stuff about this movie. Go look it up. You know, I, I read a ton of stuff, but, you know, we can only include so, so much. But yeah, go go check it out. Go find out everything that you could possibly know. There's whole entire whole entire things you can read about just the animatronics alone because at that time they didn't really know how they were going to bring this to life when they originally first signed on to do it. I've watched a thing with the director talking about him trying to figure out how the hell he was going to pull this off originally. Because he did not want to do just a little person or a kid in a costume. He was like, we've got to figure out something else. So there's whole entire like that kind of stuff that you can go read about. So go check it out. You have heard our opinions on this movie. Any last words? Uh, check, check your kids' toys for batteries. And go get you some Grindhouse Syndicate dolls. We got them for sale. And get all the accessories. Remember... Tell your parents to get the accessories too. Batteries included. <laughs>